We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Saturday evening, January 6th, post-game live stream, regular season finale is on. Glad you're with us. I'm Bobby Trossett, as always, joined alongside by my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison. Ravens fall to the Steelers, but obviously bigger fish to fry. As we know, Sarah, 17-10 to 10 was the final, so Pittsburgh has to wait another 24 hours to figure out its playoff hopes, but they got what they needed, and that was a win in Baltimore. Their playoff hopes are alive, at least for another day. As for Baltimore, the, the regular season slate is now done. 13-4, and four, they finish. Number one seed in the AFC, as we know, as we knew, I should say, a week ago, is locked in. They'll have that first round bye. And then in a couple weeks from now, on the 20th or the 21st, we will see them host a team right here inside the bank. It was Pat Ricard played football at Maine, Sarah, and yeah. he told reporters. And by the way, for those of you... <laughs> who aren't familiar with Maine weather this time of year or really any time after October, it's dicey. And he said he never played in conditions quite like today. So just keep that in mind. There were a ton of fumbles. Ball security was an issue. Drops were an issue. Just ball handling was an issue. We're going to get into all that more coming up in this episode, which is brought to you by our friends at SNR Laundry Services. So partner, what do you think? I mean, I, I was watching from home and I was uncomfortable because <laughs> the, the cameraman kept having to wipe. I'm like, can I, I can't hardly see. And so like, you know, if we're at home uncomfortable, it's like a different, it's just like another gazillion levels there on the field. So a uh, very sloppy game, eight fumbles, I believe. Yeah. Eight fumbles are tied for the most in a Raven Steelers uh, game all time. That's according to ESPN stats and info. Uh, all of them, obviously not all of them were lost, but um, when I was talking about keys to the game, uh, to me, it was like, if you're not going to have your stars out there, which the Ravens didn't, there it is right there. Uh, if you're not going to have the stars out there, what you need to do is create turnovers because you're not going to, and you need to have field position and turnovers are always a key to the game, obviously. But when you don't have your stars, it's even more important. And so, but instead they were coughing stuff up and we'll talk about the implications of that um, at, at the running back position later on. But it just, yeah, it just felt like a, a sloppy game. It just, bleh. like, it was just like, can we, can we get through this? To me, the biggest win here's, I, I even if the Ravens won today, what I wouldn't want to have happened to the Ravens is what happened to the Steelers. Steelers won, but had a major injury to one of their stars in TJ Watt. Yes, they did. Right? That is not a story I would have wanted, wanted to be talking about right now. I'd way prefer what the Ravens had, which is they lost, and John Harbaugh said anybody that was injured today, and I was specifically thinking of Geno Stone. I know Urban had the concussion. Like, if they had lost or hurt somebody in a win, it wouldn't have been worth it. So to me, that's the biggest win because the Steelers can still be knocked out. They're still going to need help. And it would have been delicious to knock them. Well, even if they lost, they wouldn't have been knocked out. So who knows what's going to happen with their playoff story. But to me, the Ravens won because there were no major injuries. Yeah, and John Harbaugh did just confirm that to your point a short while ago at the podium. Here he is. I think it looks like we got through okay. Uh, some of them looked a little tough, but right now it looks like we would have all those guys back uh, for the playoff uh, week for the divisional game. 
So far. So just follow. Did Obey get hurt early on? Because we didn't see him. Yeah, he had an ankle early on. So, but again, same same outcome. Yeah, and that Oway one, he was seen gingerly jogging off the field uh, on the Steelers' second possession, according to Jeff Zarebeck, who has the bird's eye view. So, to your point, big win there, if you will, uh, just based on the time that they have between now and a couple weekends from now to get right, to rehab for those that need to rehab, to rest up and get yourself right now. Speaking of rest, just so we're doing some housekeeping here, the inactives, which we already knew, aside from Zay Flowers going into this game, this was the list that Tyler Huntley did not have at his disposal, even though mm. all, aren't, all, all these players obviously aren't offensive. But Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, Lamar, Kyle Hamilton, Malik Harrison, Marlon Humphrey, and Kevin Zeitler were all down, all inactive. And then a bunch others played sparingly, right? Like maybe had some snaps in the first half and then didn't in the second half, right? Guys that come to mind are – Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses. I know Patrick Queen came back in the second half, but they definitely kind of eased up on him, which allowed Trenton Simpson to showcase what he's about, Sarah. That's that's a major takeaway, which we'll get to in just mm-hmm. a bit. But but in all phases, you know, offensively and defensively, they were being super, super careful. And so almost earned the right to come out of this uh, the way that John just confirmed that they did. <laughs> yeah, I actually quite like the balance that John Harbaugh came to this game in terms of, of rust versus injury, right? So obviously all those guys that were inactive plus Roquan Smith, none of them saw a snap. Yeah. But a lot of starters did. I thought he I thought he might play the starters even less than he did, but but I liked that. It was like let's protect him against rust and a lot of guys played and I've got the snap count here on offense. The only guys that played 100% on offense, according to Next Gen Stats, was Nelson Aguilar, Tyler Huntley, and Ben Cleveland. John Simpson was close with 94, and then Laquan Treadwell was at 75% with Patrick McCarry there. But almost everybody else is around that 50% to one-third range on offense. And then in terms of defense, uh, it was Marcus Williams and Brandon Stevens, almost Rocky Sin. He's just right short of it. Those guys are the only ones who played 100%. Patrick Queen was at 82. Delshawn Phillips, glad to hear that. Yeah. Talk about the linebackers. We'll get to the linebacker spot here pretty soon because I thought there was a lot of promising stuff there. Um, and then a lot of guys are closer to the 50, 50% the rest of the way. So I like that. It was like, listen, the guys who better who are leaders and better get themselves up for this playoff game, if they have rust, they better knock it off in the first quarter. Everybody else? You got your work in, and I like maybe you already pulled it, but his, his bye week plans I think are good too. Here they are. Plans to practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll organize those practices in the next few days. Uh, it'll be uh, preparation, you know, preparation for the postseason, and that'll be what we'll do. We'll try to push it back a little bit to have sort of sort of a rhythm, uh, as if we were playing a game say on Saturday, kind of that idea, uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll have a normal game week going into the divisional game. So Jonas Schaefer noted this. That's a little bit beefier than it was four years ago during the bye week. So, again, making some adjustments here, even though he's sticking with the philosophy that he had and he invested in you know, four years ago, resting all these guys, there will be little tweaks here and there. So right. just important to note. Yeah, and I thought I saw Jeff's rebit because he there were more interviews, obviously, in the locker room outside of um, the pressers. But I believe Michael Pierce told Zrebeck that there was going to be a stadium practice. Okay. Yeah. So I like that too. You know what I mean? It's like rest your stars and injured people, you know, protect against rust with everybody else. And like, yeah, get out, get out there at the stadium. Cause if you're Lamar and if you're Roquan and you're Hamilton and OBJ, you know where you're playing at MNT bank stadium. So go out there and practice. I like that. Let's just hope in a couple of weeks from now you get the same type of weather that it was four years ago on that 60-degree balmy night in January. Hopefully history doesn't repeat itself, though. You mentioned sort of the, the ball security issues and the eight fumbles tied for the most, like you said, in a Steelers-Ravens game all time, according to ESPN Stats and Info. There were eight fumbles between these two teams. You got to go back to 1999. Uh, so, yeah, it, ball security was an issue, and unfortunately it's become all too familiar for one Melvin Gordon throughout his career. He coughed up his 19th lost fumble today, Sarah. It's the most by any non-quarterback 
since 2015. And then as Jeff Zarebic noted, and he did come back into the game after this tweet. Yeah, but, but it was said, a long time after that tweet. It took sure a while was. for him to come back. Yeah, sure was. And for the audio people, it's Jeff's tweet was still haven't seen Melvin Gordon in the game since his fumble, suggesting that he was in the doghouse. Well, of course, because at that time, you know, you're still thinking, all right, we got we got to get something going offensively here because look, there, there's a significant drop off without Lamar, part of this team. We've seen that every single year that he's been under center here, and <laughs> and and look. Today was an important day for Tyler Huntley. There's no doubt about that. You feel for him in a sense because of the conditions, because of the lack of weapons around him that were sitting. But I can't imagine. And, and there were some drops, certainly some that come to mind in the opening opening quarter there. Justice Hill, uh, who else had one there in the open? Not Nelson, but uh, – You said Kohler already? Cole, nope, no, I said Justice. Okay. So that was it. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So Kohler. But anyway – you can't you can't be thrilled with what he put on tape there. You would think, and and I, I don't I don't know what his his short term future is or long term future is with Baltimore, but it sure looks like that. There, you know, Malik Cunningham. We didn't see him under center at all tonight. He did get a snap, at least one at, at wide receiver, like Harb said. But I, you wonder if he's in the driver's seat to be QB two come twenty twenty four. Obviously, a conversation for another time, but just a thought. All right. Well, let me let me start with. Um... Melvin Gordon, and I switch over to this slide that's highlighting Dalvin Cook. So listen, you got to put in, there were eight fumbles. The rain was crazy. You, we've noted that. You talked about Ricard and all that kind of stuff. So if if it were like, for example, Gus Bus, and by the way, Gus's fumble wasn't because of the weather. Like the defender just got a clean punch like Trenton yeah. Simpson does. Like sometimes you just got to tip your cap and be like, that was a great defensive play. Delshawn so, Phillips had one of those peanut punch. <laughs> oh my awesome. bad! I said I said Trenton Simpson, but it was Delshawn Phillips that had that. Thank oh, that's you. That's okay. Trenton did fine. We'll get to him in a bit. Oh, we're yeah, we're <laughs> gonna get to. Don't you worry. We're gonna get to those linebackers for sure. Those inside <laughs> linebackers. Um. So, but yeah. So sometimes you just gotta tip your cap to the defenders. I mean, he had a clean shot, punched out of Gus. Uh, but Gus does have two fumbles in, in two games. But you don't. You don't. I mean, you're like, you put that in the back of your mind, you file it away for Gus, but for Gordon, given his, given the stats we just pulled up, yeah, it makes you more nervous because of his history. Yep. And so that's when you say, oh, enter Dalvin Cook. Right. And, and listen, none of us have seen Dalvin Cook really this year. I mean, he barely got to play. He was, um, got lost in the depth chart over there with the Jets. And, um, and his but numbers me, were, you know, his numbers plummeted. and His numbers plummeted. Jets' offensive that. line is tough. We've covered that all week long, right? All, yeah, we covered all that. At the same time, you, I, I would love to be inside of practice because let me tell you something. Melvin Gordon left an opportunity. He didn't just leave a crack open in the door. He left the door a couple feet wide open. You know what I mean? For There's Dalvin no Cook to slide right in. Now, right now, Dalvin Cook's the one on the practice squad. Melvin Gordon's on the 53. In the end, that might matter. It might not matter much because if you have healthy guys, you got to find deactivations anyway, and then you can bring, you can have a practice squad elevation. I don't know what the rules are in the in the postseason though. I'm uh, if it's, I don't know if it's any different. I, I assume you can have practice squad elevation. So, um, yeah, I got to look that up. Yeah, I got to look that up. Okay, but as you have here, Jeremy Fowler tweeted, Ravens are excited about Dalvin Cook's pass-catching ability as well as his pedigree, pedigree as a rusher. They feel his versatility there will help the running back room be more well-rounded. He's not expected to play, which we know he didn't, but will round into form for playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah, you you give that guy – look, you do your homework, and if he turns out that he's no good, then you keep him on the practice squad. No problem. Yeah, but to yeah. me – the opportunity is wide open for him, Bobby. Here's Harbs on that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it was just kind of an opportunity. I think that uh, Eric was, uh, you know, once he once he was released, uh, Eric was in contact with the agent, and uh, and Dalvin wanted to come here. You know, he wanted to be here. So we'll figure that one out. You know, I think we'll be in the process of figuring out how that, how all that fits. But you sure, uh, you know, appreciate having a, another really good player on your football team. Tell you what, I, I covered this on the pregame show. And you hear from Harbs. You, you see Melvin's struggles happen today, regardless of whether or not the weather was a factor based on his track record, to your point. And you can't help but think, what's about to happen over the next couple of weeks? You know, is he gonna is he gonna get a legit shot to be a contributor 
you know, in the divisional round game in, in his first action as a Raven. Like, I don't think that's out of the question to think right now. Not at all. And Bobby, like, again, I don't want to put, I don't want to put too much stock into it. What I'm basically comparing him to is Melvin Gordon's performance tonight, which is not great. So I'm not yeah. acting like he's going to become a Pro Bowl form again. But let's also not not act like that hasn't happened for Jadavian Clowney this year or Kyle Van Noy or uh, like Ronald Darby, like all these, or, or Arthur Millette, all these guys that you're like, you know, oh, okay, just under the radar signings, their their careers are mostly washed. Like, what can they really bring? And then all these guys end up being key contributors. So I'm not predicting that he's going to become that Pro Bowl guy again. How could we? But at the same time, we've seen so many careers revived here. You can't rule it out either. Even other backs, too. Like, I'm not saying Mark Ingram fell off a cliff in 2018 with New Orleans. But, like, he certainly wasn't seen as one of those, like, young whippersnappers. Right. And yet he comes here and contributes to a record-breaking season in 2019 alongside Lamar. You mm -hmm. know, and all these, other play all these other running backs that have cycled in and out, given the injuries that they've sustained at that position throughout the Lamar era. Like, it makes sense. And that's why I was so confused by Michael Irvin's comments. I made a video on that before the weekend came where, where he called it a poor decision on My Dalvin's God. part right. to join the Ravens. And, uh, I mean, there might have been some bias involved here because he didn't choose his beloved Dallas Cowboys. But correct me if I'm wrong, one team over the last decade or so has gotten over the hump, and that's the Ravens. <laughs> and, one, and one team, while, yes, Dak at one point was a contender for this year's MVP award, I think we know who's going to be the bona fide MVP this year who's already – he didn't even have to play in the regular season finale to ensure that. And he has South Florida ties. And maybe, just maybe because of the money that Dalvin made from the New York Jets, $6.8 million, uh, and then he got released a week or so ago, maybe his priority right now at 28 with a lot of NFL miles on his tires is winning. So – Well, not only that, Bobby, but I think there's a hole in Michael Irvin's argument. Like he's saying, like you want to show you can have an impact – who says he can't do that in Baltimore? He might get a chance here. Right. Like, <laughs> Was like, Michael watching tonight? <laughs> I think there's going to be a legit chance. And by the way, uh, listen, we don't know what's going to happen. But if we just do it based off of seeding, if the Ravens end up go lasting in the playoffs longer, then the opportunity is better than if the Cowboys were to go out sooner. You know what I mean? And yes. nobody can, nobody knows how long each team is going to go. But he'll, I, I think... I think you'll have plenty of opportunity. And Bobby, when like as as Harbaugh just said, Dalvin wanted to come here. And I'm sure all of his South Florida connections helped 1,000%. Uh, but something tells me that the Ravens at least told him, hey, we're going to give you every opportunity. Gus and Justice are our two guys, but you're going to get every opportunity. Don't see why not. Shall mm -hmm. we talk about Trenton Simpson? Before we do, I haven't talked about Huntley before we go over to the defense. Okay. If that's okay with you. Yep. Um, well, let's, let's do that and Isaiah Likely. Okay, let's do Huntley and I. We'll finish up the offense, then we'll flip over to the defense. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Tyler Huntley, really, to me, one of the most lovable guys on this team. Like, he just, like, beams joy to me every time he speaks and all that kind of stuff. And I really, really root for him. And I agree with what you said. It's like tough because you're, you're about to become an unrestricted free agent. Um, and you want to put on a show and kind of redeem yourself from that playoff loss against the Bengals last year. But I think we've seen them now in how many games? It's been a good sample size. It's been a pretty good sample size. And again, you know, it's not like tonight he was missing all those stars like we mentioned. So he does have something, but it's just, it's still like, I don't know. It just is like, his chances. yeah, and it's not fair. It's not even fair because he's going behind Lamar. You know what I mean? It's not just that you're the backup because most backups aren't going to look as good as their, as their uh, starters. But like, you just feel like, ah, oh, can you like do something? You make a play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it took likely to make a play likely broke two 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 tackles. Look at that. Look at that. In the snow or in the rain, whatever it was, the sleet. And like, look at what he's done since Mark left. Oh, oh, we got to have that conversation too. I'm, I've seen a lot of people ask com- questions about this, but mm-hmm. yeah, in six games since Mark's left, he's caught five touchdown passes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and a lot me? of yak and a lot of explosiveness. Just yeah. been that security blanket that Mark's been, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the point I was getting at, to me, it's time to let Huntley find uh, perhaps another situation. And maybe the Ravens know better than us. Maybe, maybe Malik Cunningham is, is that guy, or maybe the Ravens go out and draft uh, another quarterback or something like that. But to me, it just hasn't been enough winning when Lamar has gone down. And man, I, I love him. I love him. I love him. And I hope he has an excellent career, but to me, it's time to just kind of like let him go out and maybe find a different situation to where maybe he can shine. No, a thousand percent. I agree with you. I was just hurting for the, I was hurting for the, I am hurting for the person Yeah. because we knew how much this, this was, he was playing for his future tonight in Mm. a lot of ways. And again, we're, we're make, we're putting educated assumptions together here that he is no longer going to be a Raven given his free agency status come this off season and them going out and getting Malik Cunningham from the Patriots practice squad within the last month or so. Like he, that, that's the expectation given the cap reality that the Ravens are going to be living in moving right. forward with Lamar. They're going to be trying to save wherever they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And so uh, knowing that and knowing that Snoop is, is about to hit free agency and knowing what he hasn't been able to put on tape because, well, they, they've only used him in garbage time. And it was a year since his first, his last regular season start, which ended mm-hmm. in a sour with a sour taste, obviously. You just you, you kind of thought to yourself, man, the conditions are horrific, right? You got mm-hmm. guys dropping balls to start things off, can't get in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and core, and then, and, then you, yep. and you have nobody just at your disposal. Mm-hmm. What, what you what, what you could mm-hmm. of who was resting. So again, you know, no, it, it's no excuses in the NFL. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. And by but the I, way, if he ends up coming back, you know, I love Snoop. I just yeah, yeah, just feels like Malik that time. I think Malik yeah. Cunningham's set to be the QB two in Baltimore come twenty twenty four. Or another drafted guy. I could yes. see them doing that. Yeah. A, a, a camp battle of of some sort. So uh, tonight's live stream is brought to you by our friends at SNR Laundry Services, one of our small business Patreon title sponsors, supporting us here uh, inside the channel through Patreon. And they are a laundry and dry cleaning pickup delivery service in Baltimore and surrounding areas. You can visit www.cleanmylaundry.com. And if you use code BobbyT20, that's BobbyT20, you'll get 20% off your next service. All that information can be found in the show notes below. Trenton Simpson, this dude, rookie third-round pick. You might remember last April out of Clemson. Got his first career sack, as Luke Jones noted on Twitter. He entered today having just played 20 defensive snaps all season. Plenty of special teams, but not a lot defensively. This was a – speaking of putting something on tape, for next year, that's exactly what Trenton did. And how about this? His potential future replacement, Patrick Queen, 
who's set to hit free agency this offseason as well. He spoke absolutely glowingly of who ended up becoming his running mate in the second half. They were playing alongside one another, which was kind of cool to see. And PQ, Sarah, I watched this, and it just oozes of growth, leadership, Mm. maturity, and self-security. Watch this. Incredible. Uh, Proud of him. Couldn't be happier for him. Uh, Great dude. Uh, He had me nervous. When uh, we were going over all the calls and stuff, he's just asking hella questions, trying to figure out everything. But uh, that's why you see he playing the way he played. Uh, he's just on top of all this stuff. Dynamic, might be faster than me. And uh, <laughs> just a lot of guy, man. Great player. I think my situation just a little bit different because I was thrown into the fire immediately. But uh, with him, bro, like, I didn't even ask questions how he asking questions right now. So, I mean, uh, you know, I just got to give him all the praise right now. Like, he's a terrific player right now. And uh, we finally got to see that. Everybody finally got to see that. So uh, his name is definitely going to be hot for the rest of his time. I just got to tip my cap to PQ for the way that he handled that and tip our caps to really Trenton's breakout game so far. I mean, he finished with seven total tackles, six of which were solo, a sack like you see there on the screen, Mm. two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Sarah, he was explosive. He was ferocious. And you couldn't not see 30 out there when he was making plays. And Bobby, this wasn't in like a preseason game. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you see these backups and it's like, okay, they shined here, but can they take it to the the next level? Now, granted, the Steelers offense isn't like, you know, it it doesn't – Steelers offense is a disaster. They're a one-and-done playoff exit away. We all know that. If they make it. If they make it. Now – now, got to be fair, they, they are two and a half. This is what they have to year. do. Here yeah. you have it. Oh, here we go. Bills, for them to clinch, they need a Bills loss at Miami, a Jaguars loss or tie at Tennessee, and then a Texans or a ten- Texans Colts tie. So this that's is what all they need. Or, just to be clear, this is all or. One of those things needs to happen. Correct. Yep. Or, or, or. Yes. Yep. So, so, but the point is, cares, this, but. <laughs> but this is him playing against a team that might be going to the playoffs. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And, and to your point with PQ, what was the word? I love what you said. Self-security. Like, man, I do not want to see PQ go, but I have to face the reality that that might happen. I will get to that when, when we do, but until then, I am going to soak up PQ and Rokon next to each other. But, Bobby, what a change from when Trenton Simpson was drafted and PQ puts out a tweet that communicates he's not super happy, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he came back around. He came back around, and he even admitted. He's like, I, he's like, I didn't take it the right way, but then I talked to guys, and I realized, like, I'm in a good situation. And so now he stands here today saying, I am a pro bowl inside linebacker certified officially and i would love to be here for the long haul but i know i've just made myself some money no matter what what happens here on out whether it's with the ravens or somebody else and i loved it i don't know i don't know if you saw the whole thing with marlon humphrey on his podcast but he had said he had said this week that he's cherishing this time with guys that were drafted here and he feels like might not be here after this year and pq was one of those guys everybody knows yeah, it sounds like inside the locker room, they all know it. They know. And so PQ, it's almost like he's faced that reality and he's unafraid and he knows that great things are ahead and he knows he's an, a fantastic NFL football player. So he can be happy with that and we can cherish it throughout these play- playoffs. And at the same time, if he does end up going elsewhere, now we can feel good about what we just saw from Trenton Simpson. I remember when he was drafted, Bobby, his fire was off the charts. Like we like seeing Trenton next to Roquan, it's going to be similar in terms of fire as him and PQ because Trenton came in, he he brings the energy. You saw it tonight when he got that third down st- stop and he's like banging his helmet. Yep. He brings fire. He is a raven. So cherish the time that we have over the next playoffs, but also know Looks like we got a good one in Trenton Simpson. He's a dog, and PQ even admitted that he might be faster than him. So you just see the respect, but it's the self-security mm. thing. And yeah. all the things that we're talking about with Patrick and what he's displaying right now, 
when all that emotion was was on full display as Eric is is breaking the news to him that he's a first time pro bowler, mm. these are the things that I was over that I was overcome with these thoughts about how far he's come, and yeah. I'm just happy for as as Mike McDaniel said about Lamar. I am happy for the player. I'm happy for the person, and even though he may not be in Baltimore next year, he's going to get paid, and he is going to be deservingly so taken care of. Can't wait to watch it unfold for him. But now, how, now they got a lot more Sean to do. Phillips, though. Delshawn was all over the field. Now you see what's going on in this linebacker room. You saw the clip went viral within the last couple of days on Ravens Wired of Zach Orr, linebackers coach, getting all over the guys in a good way after Roquan's yeah. interception last week. And you just you sense that there's this collective universe, there's this unity within the linebacker room that it's contagious. It starts with Roquan, but maybe even starts with a guy whose career was cut short who brings that same type of intensity. He's still in his 30s and Zach Orr. And, and I just – that is a room right there, Sarah, that all these dudes might be starters in the next couple of years. You never know. Well, Delshawn Phillips, I'm just looking right here. So he is an unrestricted free agent. We signed him for – Ravens signed him for a one-year deal, base salary of $1 million. But he seems like the type of guy, if you want depth, that EDC could get – you know, to to potentially come back. It's not like he's been able to show off too much this year. And, I mean, he had that punch out, which we already discussed. And I felt like he was playing great before. Did he ever return? Delshawn? Yeah. Oh, I don't think he see. ever returned. He may not have, yeah. He he and Geno Stone went down in the, in the same play. Yeah. Delshawn was dealing with a shoulder injury. I guess he was listed as questionable. I don't think he came back in. And then Gino was dealing with a knee. But again, all all these, whether it's Brent Urban's concussion, Delshawn's shoulder, Gino's knee, uh, Adafe's ankle, everybody came out okay. I mean, you heard that from Harbs earlier yeah, on the stream. Yeah. So. so so regardless, I mean, again, he'll be an unrestricted free agent, but he's somebody if you, with PQ gone, you got Trent, Trenton Simpson moving up, Delshawn Phillips to me would be a guy you want to target to bring back in. I thought he yeah. played well, and, and, he, and he fits the group too, like – so, yeah. So, and, and I will say, just because we're talking about contracts and all that, this is the week to do it because we got a week off or whatnot, and we're we're going to be looking at that. But to me, while we may be saying goodbye to PQ, it seemed like it would be. Uh, I, it, and and Jeff Zubek tweeted it earlier today, so I'm not the first one to say it at all. But I feel like Matabike, you got to use the franchise tag on him. Like I just Takes don't know precedent. how you let him walk. I just don't see it. Takes precedent after what he's done. Yeah, just a a breakout Aaron Donald type of season, right? That's yep. been the, that's been the, uh, the comp there. So speaking of breakout and this isn't breakout because this guy's been one of the game's greats, but in terms of, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say game's greats because I don't think he's ever really lived up to his former number one overall pick expectations, but Jadavian Clowney is having a career year in Baltimore. He's been available. He's been explosive and he has been impactful for this team. And all of a sudden, Sarah, you got two guys, two veterans who a lot of people wrote off. Kyle Van Oy even said it himself. People said, you know, I'm on the couch. I'm on the other mm -hmm. side of 30. I'm, I'm no good, right? Well, all of a sudden, these two players combined for 18 and a half sacks in the regular season. And Ooh. Jadavians today triggered that $750,000 incentive in his contract. And as you tweeted, I had the video. Go check it out. I can't play it for you copyright-wise. He went off and it was hilarious and he knew exactly what was going on some of his teammates <laughs> knew exactly what was going on Michael Pierce who we'll get to in just a bit because he's been paid as of um within the last couple of days yep everybody knew about it and and Michael said post game that Jadavian's been talking about it for weeks <laughs> well I, I'm sure he has like I, I'm just I'm so happy for, for Jadavian and Calvin Vanoy, but I'll talk about Jadavian first. Like him on that field just had me rolling here in my house. And he's like, I don't know what kind of dance he's doing. I'm trying to imitate it, but we, we got a screenshot well, here. Giddy. But like he's just so giddy. He was so giddy dancing with the big smile. And Bobby, he signed for one year 2.5 million. So 750k, that's a 30% pay increase. Think about whatever you're making this year. Yeah. At 
That's no joke. Of course he's happy. What's funny, while we're on incentives here, I think I wrote them down. Nelson Aguilar needed 58 yards, receiving yards. He didn't get that, did he? Uh, he was 19. He he was 19 short of what he needed to trigger 250,000. Oh, so oh, that, that hurts. That hurts. Then Odell Beckham Jr., it was funny because on Instagram, he like replied to somebody and was like, because they were talking about his incentives. He's like, it's not happening. He's like, if it were up to me, I'd be out there to get it. But I still feel like Odell got paid well this year. So, you know, and it's certainly not like a move of the Ravens, you know, it's not the Ravens trying to stop him from it. It's like, look, we need you for the playoffs. We're not messing around here. So he made his money. No, sir. You, 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 <laughs> He's doing just fine. Yeah. But back to Jadavian, like just to your point, because you brought up that he hasn't been one of the greats, even though he was a number one overall pick. And a big part of that is has been injuries. Right. Yes. And so just to have, he just finished a full slate. He, he started, he, I mean, he played in all 17 games and I know that was a goal of his. I remember him coming, him coming in saying that's a goal. He he's, he's stopped a half a sack short of the double digits with, with 9.5, but I'm pretty sure he's at a career high high Kyle Van Noy. He finishes with nine, one off from the double digits, but like that's a career high for him. Matt Abike with the career high. I mean, it's just sacks for everybody sacks for everybody. And I just couldn't have been happier than I was for Jadavian in that moment. And hey, as much as ESPN and, and us have touted the offensive coaching staff additions, which the telecast did tonight, mm. you got to give credit where credit is due. And we've done it before and we'll do it again. Chuck Smith has come in and there's no way that you can't give this guy some sort of contributing impact or do based on what he's done defensively because – he was a non-traditional hire, as we've covered before. He's a specialist, and now he's the outside linebackers coach. And it, I mean, is it any? There's got to be a direct correlation. All these guys having career years, him being the guy, Doctor Rush, like the the guru, like the guy that spearheads the annual pass rush summit with Von Miller. Like that's a that's a John Harbaugh hire right there that deserves attention, much like these do on the screen. You know, Todd Munkin. Uh, most notably, but the ones that maybe aren't talked about, T. Martin promoted from within, Greg Lewis brought in from Philly, Willie Taggart from college, mm. George Kotze, I can't remember where he came in from. I think it was Atlanta maybe or um, the I NFL somewhere. So, you know, the, these, mention, these have all well, paid dividends. And I think, you know, although he's not going to be the coach of the year, because in my opinion, there's other deserving candidates and it might be decided tonight between Steichen and uh, D'Amico. Harbs and his hiring approach mm. and the risks that he took and the thoroughness with which he went after specifically offensive coordinator, which is the most important piece of this entire puzzle. It uh, just deserves attention. It definitely deserves attention. And the one that, because it was really done last year, but I think still deserves to be talked about is Mike McDonald. Like oh, he went yeah. out, <laughs> like he, he's the one that like he, he hired him as an intern, like let him grow at in Baltimore and then his brother steals him. And then John's like, Nope, I want him right back. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm yeah. taking him right back. So him being aggressive and, and to go get Mike McDonald, I think is another one because um, while I do attribute, I think it's like three pronged, right? Like, first of all, the outside linebacker stayed healthy. Second of all, they, they, Mike McDonald consistently put them in positions where they could excel. Roquan has told us that he's like, Mike just knows where to put guys where they can should be to, to highlight their strengths. And then, uh, and then, and then, as you said, Dr. Rush, so health, Dr. Rush and McDonald, I think, and then them just doing what they do, right. You yeah. can't take it away from the players either. So it's just unreal. Did the Ravens finish? Well, I guess it's not over, I'm but the Ravens were number one going into this game with the most sacks. Yes. Yes. And it was by a wide margin the last time that I checked. So mm. we'll have to go look at, at what they'll finish and we won't know until let's to your point, the rest of the regular season slate finishes up over the next 24 hours or so. But, but yeah, I, I just thought that was cool. And apparently Jim Harbaugh was in the building tonight too. He's, he's a busy man covering a lot of ground. Uh, ESPN put up Jim instead of John on the graphic. So oh. not only could you not see the screen because of the elements out there, because all the, uh, um, uh, the, the condensation that built up on the ESPN cameras, but then the graphic had Jim. No, he's preparing for a pretty big game Monday night. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of no. which John will be in attendance for. Yes. In cool. fact, where's that that slide? Adam Schefter had um had announced earlier this week that or earlier this weekend that okay, so we already know they're gonna be playing, they're gonna be practicing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? That's great. Give them all a couple of days off. You do have a bye week, so you want to have some rest, some practice. There's not so much rest. But it just so happens that that Monday night, while they have the day off, Michigan is playing for it all. And so as Adam Schefter reported, not only is John going to go down to Houston to be there with his brother, but of course he's going to take Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald was just on that staff uh, two years ago. And then who else is going? Oh, Eric DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom. So uh, the big, the old front office is going to be there. Uh, and I just, I just think that's great that they're going to be able to be there for Jim. It's been a crazy year, obviously, with what's been going on in Michigan. So I, I just hope this is like the Harbaugh's year, okay? Let Jim win a championship. Let John win a championship rather than fighting against each other for a championship. That was really cool. That, yeah. that, that's cool. Monday night's going to be a big one, and it won't impact whatsoever uh, their weekly, you know, the logistics of what are going to go into the ultimate buy. And that rem reminds me to tell you about what we have coming up on Thursday night. It's our first annual marathon wall to wall live stream. It's going to be a state of the Ravens. And we're going to be hearing from content creators, potentially former players, uh, media members, and even some fan call-ins as well. Six to 10 o'clock Eastern time at night. Thursday, January 11th. We're going to be simulcasting across all of our platforms. Really looking forward to that. And what I'm really looking forward to, Sarah, is going to isolate a 20-minute interview that I did with Jimmy Smith today. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of the – and I know I tweeted a joke about it because he was definitely under the influence. But when I tell you, I, I think it might have been one of the most insightful interviews that I've ever been a part of. Oh, I learned yeah. more about the inner workings of the Ravens than – I maybe ever have before. Jimmy was so, so good. It's pouring rain. I'm getting pelted with raindrops. The wind's coming in and out. And yet Jimmy and I are having this insightful conversation on the pregame show. Wait, give me give me a summary or like the, the two biggest takeaways. Okay. The differences between Lamar in 2019 and now. Obviously, he was on he was on that team. I think that was really, really good. The evolution of Lamar. What did he, he say was the difference? Well, well, we, you know, we got to keep people honest here. No, you already, you already, you've already shot it. People have already watched I it. I just, I just thought that it was insightful in the sense that he brought, he brought like the viewer in to the locker room, to the meeting room, to the cafeteria. And because of how elite of an organization this is, and they always typically have veteran leadership or a big name or, you know, whatever it is, the people that have come before. The Eds, the Rays, you know, the Helotes, all these guys, the, yeah. the JOs. I think he kind of suggested that Lamar, obviously we've seen this uptick in vocal leadership this year. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot. The mama mentality or whatever. that clip where he's yelling at him, hey, yes. hey, calm the F down. Yeah. Right. Okay. He, he thinks that in 2019, Lamar was not exactly comfortable taking that role. Uh, hmm. based on some of the personalities and, and personnel that, that were in the building. Okay. And I just thought it was cool. So we talked about that. We talked about Mike McDonald's ambitions. He, he kind of like, he's the same age as Mike. <laughs> he was like, he was so funny. He's like, he's like, he's like, Mike is a head coach candidate. He was, he, we came in, we came in together. He wasn't that guy. Now he's getting NFL head coaching jobs. He's like he was just so now. funny. Yeah. Yeah. He All was right, so funny. Cool. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, no, it was cool. So, and then probably the, the the coolest part of the entire thing was that he sits down. He like blindsides me. He comes in. He's like hugging me from the back. I'm getting like blasted by him in the back, you know. <laughs> and then I look over. I'm like, "Oh, what's up, dude? How are you?" And and I hadn't seen him in probably I don't know year or two. Okay. And, and he's is like, he back in Colorado or he actually or... he just moved to California. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's funny. He and his wife and his family just got back from. They did a um, skiing trip in Telluride. Telluride. Mm -hmm. And he showed up with a yellow jacket on and everybody was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, oh, it was just, uh, it was a Colorado thing. It was cold out there. Like it was the only thing that was available. I'm like, okay. So, so anyway, um, I was shocked. He's like, dude, he was, I, I watch you and Sarah every week. You guys are doing awesome. Like, Jimmy said that? I go, what are you talking? You're not on social. He goes, YouTube, YouTube. So that was cool. Oh, that's but, awesome. 
Yeah. That's anyway, cool. I'll clip that. I thought it was, I don't know, maybe I'm hyping it up, but I thought it was a good conversation and uh, could have gone for a long time. And we exchanged numbers. He wants to come on the show. So excellent. We'll do that. Get her done. Yep. Get her done. Yep. 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 Let's get to some Q and a, I've seen a bunch of questions that come in. Uh, yeah. Mrs. And CG wanna, wants you, to know you get those out. And I want to get a, a question from our, our, our email account. So hit it, hit ah, it up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So Mrs. CG wants to know, are the Steelers even going to the playoffs? We mentioned it a little while ago. These are the scenarios in order for them to get in. Let's see. You Baltimore Bully says, I know nothing about football. Appreciate you for chiming in. <laughs> Let's see. He's got Goose in his profile Thanks photo. For listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> what else do we have here? Here we go. Uh, so- Soren or Soren? Rasmussen. Hopefully I'm not botching that entire thing. Maybe one of our European subscribers. Sarah and Bobby, do you think Harbs would entertain stepping down if we win the Super Bowl to make way for McDonald? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so either. He, uh, he's 61, not 62. And he's like a, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a young 61-year-old. You know what I mean? In terms of like his mind's all there. He's got the passion for it. He's got the drive, he's not, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be slowing down. Now, on the, to my feeling was more, and we've discussed this before, is more, and I don't know that this could work because people are different and people want different things. But to me, it's more like get Steve Bashotti to pay Mike McDonald, you yeah. know, as a head coach and do what he did with EDC, paying him as a GM for five years. And then, I think I don't know how old Ozzy was when he when he stepped down as GM. He obviously didn't retire. He's still a big part, has a big voice in the organization, is up there with all those guys, has his office up there, has Art Modell's old office. To me, that would be more kind of the route to go. But if McDonald wants to be a head coach sooner than later, then that might not work. But I I don't know. I just don't see Harbaugh losing that fight. Like, look at the look at his dad. His dad looks like he doesn't even want to be retired right now. You know what I mean? Like, and, and <laughs> he looks he, like he'd be coaching right now. Yeah, he wishes he was he was the coach. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't see that personally. I don't either. Let's see. Holly wants us to keep her updated with the Ray Lewis epi- episode happenings. We're still trying to book that. Hopefully, we can get him going. Uh, Manuel, when's your next interview with Kay Adams' partner? Do you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. They usually do those like around the with with reporters on Fridays, but they usually do it with like the game of the week. This was not the game of the week. So uh, and I don't even know that I'll be asked again. It could be it could be Bobby. It could be somebody else. So I have no idea, but I've enjoyed the two times I've been on. And you haven't missed at all <laughs> when you go on there. Let's all right. See. Here's my question from the email yeah. box. because I've seen this. We talked about it a bit. Samuel. Asked, with the way Isaiah likely has been playing, we just said five touchdowns in the six games since Mark Andrews has been back. Mm-hmm. With the way that he's playing, is Mark Andrews becoming expendable, especially with the salary cap situation and needing to extend Justin Matabike? So he went more down the road, um, whereas I feel like the talk on Twitter has been more like, yeah, do we need Mark right now? You know what I mean? Like for the for the playoffs. Okay, two things are tr- listen. Isaiah likely plus Co- you need a, you need several tight ends out there, and Ricard is considered. He, I mean, he plays tight end from time to time. Which is better, Charlie Kolar and Isaiah likely, or Isaiah likely and Mark Andrews? Okay, we want Mark Andrews. Okay, if he's healthy, and I mean like a real healthy, not like fifty percent. Oh, I'm going to gut it through. I mean, like the Mark Andrews healthy, like 90% or more. We want Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Now, to some of people's point, I think the idea more is like, it felt like in the past, it was like Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. And now since he's been gone, you've seen Zay Blossom, you've seen Isaiah Blossom, OBJ's been great, whatever. That's more on like Lamar spreading the ball around, Mm -hmm. right? Like and not focusing on just, just Mark. But to me, I want to see Mark and Isaiah and yes. OBJ and Zay all out there together. That's what I want to see. I want to see teams, you know, focusing on him. So in no way am I being like, nah, yeah, we're good without Mark. That's that's crazy talk. Now, in terms of going forward, 
which is Samuel's question. If the Ravens cut Mark Andrews or traded him after the season, they would have $11.8 million in dead money. There's no reason to do that. No. There's no reason. Now, now he is going to be a cap hit of 16.9, but like you don't, you don't take 11.8 from a guy who, you know, is still high level, you know? So, I mean, there's also, you could do a post June and all that kind of stuff, but no, no. Mark Andrews, Isaiah likely, we want him here for Lamar. And I feel like since these guys have, have blossomed and shown Lamar that he can trust them more. I trust that Lamar will spread the ball around. If Mark comes back. Just to add on to that thought, like don't people want to see Todd find a way to, to have them both coexist together yeah. within the same offense? I know you're saying like the, the entire offense with all the playmakers, but just specifically with the, the two tight end sets mm-hmm. and, and Isaiah and Mark being those guys, you know, Isaiah's had these breakout games throughout his first two seasons when Mark's not around. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you know, there's been, there's been, I guess, small, other smaller sample size where they've both been on the field together. But we haven't seen a lot of that. Right. You put them both on the field, and you find a way to get at least Zay and OBJ out there. Yeah. I mean, and, and Gus is in the backfield. <laughs> or Justice, who's been doing great. Seriously. Or Justice. I mean, we'll see yeah. what Dalvin has left. I mean, if if Todd can find a way for those two players to coexist, yeah. then – and again, it's a big if. we got to see if Mark's even able to do this. You know he's working his tail off to make sure that if – the Ravens are moving forward, and if he gets cleared, then right. he'll have a shot. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm Michael... glad you brought that up because I was focusing on Lamar spreading the ball around, which is an element, but the other element is Todd Munkin working them both in. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Let's get to something that broke earlier this morning from Field Yates, and that is – and let's just do this, and let's do this. So, so Michael Pierce – Defensive tackle. I think he lost last year to a torn biceps, if I'm not mistaken. And he's he's really the last few years have been banged up, whether it was in Minnesota or or losing last year in Baltimore. But anyway, Ravens agree to a two-year, $7.5 million contract extension through the 2025 season at runs. Uh, Michael has 37 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a pair of fumble recoveries this season. The guy's done a little bit of everything. Jonas Schaefer notes – all, this all, this comes all while dropping into coverage way more often than you'd expect from a nose tackle built like he is. He's mm-hmm. logged the most snaps, most starts, most quarterback pressures of his career. Yes, this is, is a career year, and much like they did last year, Sarah, they lock up a guy before the season's over. They, Broderick Washington was last year's. This year's is Michael Pierce, and hopefully on deck is, is the aforementioned Justin Matabike. Yeah, uh, it's great work. I think it was um... – at Ravens cap salary. Uh, Brian McFarland. That, yeah. Brian McFarland that um, for the last several years, Eric DaCosta has found a way to resign people at the end of the, you know, the end of the current season. Cause then you could get uh, certain types of the contract to hit on that, on that salary cap, right. Rather than moving it forward because you, once you're this late, you know, you, you have all this spare money and you, and you didn't need to use too much of it. So you can, kind of make sure it gets on this cap. So it's just some some good cap maneuvering by EDC. But in addition to that, he already re-signed Broderick Washington. You've now got Michael Pierce. Travis Jones continues to be an up-and-comer. And then, yeah, you finish it off with, with Matabike, whether it's the franchise tag or elsewhere. You got, you got your solid defensive line again with Roquan behind you. Yeah, that's that's pretty. And Hamilton is a safety who's around for a while because he's only in, only in his second year, and you know they're going to take that fifth year option. Uh, so that's that's a pretty nice foundation, and it makes the window the window of having Super Bowl runs yes. extend because you know you already have Lamar, you already have Roquan, you've got Mark for a couple years, you've you've hit on all these rookies, including Linderbaum and Zay and. <laughs> what we're talking about with Trenton Simpson all well again we can't go too far with Trenton Simpson he had a good game tonight but uh but yeah that's it's pretty not it's looking like the window is still going to be you know kind of open here yeah keep it open keep it open not tonight it's cold in Baltimore tonight but Jalen Price checking in on the live chat you guys do great every episode keep up the good work just recently signed up on Patreon to support uh, to support love the vault and how ironic Jalen 
that you were actually already on our list to support <laughs> one of our patron shout-out members. You just signed up, like you said. So shout-out the newest patron, Jalen Price and Kai as well. Thank you both for believing in what we're building. Uh, all this support goes towards the betterment of our channel on the back end, and we really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. You can find the link in the show notes if you want to spend $1.99, $4.99 per month. $4.99 gets you a shout-out, $1.99 just to say thanks. And again, it all goes towards what we're building. So thank you, guys. Uh, just to be clear, what you said earlier on, Michael Pierce told reporters that it's his understanding they will have a stadium practice yep. this week, like okay. you said. So just so that we're we're being clear there. And um, and that is that. So any other questions that we need to get to? I don't see any here. I just feel, oh, Bobby, this is, listen, it would have been nice to beat the Steelers. Would have been, it's always beautiful to do that. But like we said, we won on the injury department. And it's like PQ said, it's full throttle. It's full throttle now. Let's yep. go. This is what, listen, no matter what had happened during the season, it's like we all knew. We all knew the Ravens were going to be playoff bound. I don't know yep. that we knew it was going to be number one seed. And I don't know that we knew that they were going to run the table on all these top teams across the NFL. But that's what happened. Yep. And so now it begins. This is it. This is it. It has been Another magical season, similar to 2019, but mm, a more complete team. And now it's time. It's playoff time. And I hope, and I've already said this, I hope that national media and other fans, other trolls, keep putting out the playoff numbers under <laughs> Lamar Jackson, keep putting off the playoff numbers around John Harbaugh in the last couple of years because it's only going to motivate these guys. It's going to get us through some of the rust that's probably going to be there. Like, keep doing it. Have the Mike Florio effect. And even though the Ravens are number one seed, keep treating the Ravens like they're the underdogs and give them all the fuel for the next two weeks because now is the time to prove it all wrong. Your lips to God's ears. So 2023 regular season now finished. Ravens finished 13 and four. They got the bye. They got the number one seed. They got the division. And now on the 20th or 21st, as we mentioned, two weeks from now, they will host a divisional round playoff game inside the bank. Let that sit with you. Be more around town is where I'll be that day. Pre-game live streaming as we did today. Special thanks to them. Special thanks to our small business Patreon title sponsor, SNR Laundry Services, for being uh, this episode sponsor and Again, Ravens go 6-1 and one down the stretch and essentially had their preseason team out there today against the Steelers. The Steelers, meanwhile, and we'll close with this, are celebrating it as if they've just won the Super Bowl and they're not even in the playoff picture yet. They put up a bunch of photos of their guys post-game celebrating, which they sure they can do. This caption, though, <laughs> caption's hilarious. Walk in your trap, take over your trap. That from at Steelers, the official pittsburgh twitter account with all their guys celebrating that is something i did not expect from their pregame okay. their pregame video was funny too because after that uh i think it was after the miami game when patrick queen was like oh we not everybody wants to play our brand of football he's oh, obviously talking it. about like the speedsters and those the, those type of teams we all know what the afc north is but they try to take that as if it was a comment towards the steelers and they were like well, we play that mike tomlin was like well we play that brand we know AFC North is built different. We all we all play the black and blue division. We all have that, but they were using that to pump themselves up, and and now they got this. And so, uh, hey, but you know what? Hats off to them. It looked like their season was was going down the drain with that three game losing streak. They found yet another way to resurrect it, so they can have their moment. But we got bigger things going on, and we got bigger bigger goals to worry about. Crazy enough, Mike Tomlin clinches his 17th straight non-losing season with the Steelers. So you talk about longevity and all that. Look, it, it hasn't been pretty there. Certainly it has not been pretty, but he finds a way to get it done. And if you're wondering what that tweet looked like, <laughs> there the boys are. Walk in your trap, take over your trap. All right, guys, whatever you got to do, whatever well, you got to do. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And by the way, they did sweep the season series now, didn't they? They sure did. One they without did. Lamar Jackson, but yep. you go they ahead did. and take it. You you take it. Let's go. But as one of the as one of our live chatters just said, 
They're scoreboard watching for the next 24 hours, hoping and praying that one of those scenarios comes true to get them into the postseason. So anyway, that is where we'll finish. You guys have been the best all regular season long. This has been really something, whether it's been the support for our Roquan efforts, whether it's just been waking up with us daily, whether it's been hopping on live streams, whether it's been supporting us through Patreon, you name it. Uh, You guys have been really, really incredible. And it does not go unnoticed. And it certainly won't go unnoticed as we make this run with you over the next couple of weeks. We have a ton of content planned out. Please mark your calendars accordingly. There will not be a Friday morning vault this week. We're going to be doing our State of the Ravens wall-to-wall marathon live stream coming up on Thursday night, January 11th, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So really looking forward to that. Content creators, former players, media members alike will all be dropping by. And, and we're, um, you know, we're obviously fired up about that. So... For my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this instant reaction to the regular season finale. Ravens, two weeks from now, back, we're going to do it again, like we did four years ago. Hopefully not the same, though, history-wise. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Appreciate you. Next talk to you guys on uh, Monday morning, right, partner? Yep. All right, I'm going to go now. See you guys. (laughs) 